This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dice Benders. I assume your security has told you about your kidnapping. There's a potential threat towards the president being kidnapped by the benders who are upset at not having representation or a voice. I highly doubt that there's going to be any kind of attack on me, and even if there were, we've got the police and, if need be, the military to handle it. Yes, Jaeger, we've got to get moving. The sun is yes. setting. Yes, yes, Dante, time, yes, just breathe. Yes. Did you just tell me to breathe? So, Jaeger, uh, Dante drives you guys over to where Briggards is. Uh, he knows where it is. Uh, so, it's not a problem. You don't have to, like, direct him or anything. He seems to know exactly where he's going. Even into the Vine Sector, he knows which turns to take and such. Uh, it's around nighttime. The sun has set. The moon has risen. And uh, you head to Briggards. Upon pulling up to the site, you see that there is... It looks to be, like, a sign on the door that says closed for the night. But outside... There also seems to be, uh, like a group of guys just kind of hanging out outside the, uh, outside of Briggards. Dante pulls up, looks at you, and looks at the guys, and it's like, uh, they said to meet here, right? Yeah. Interesting. And Jaeger, roll me a perception check. Okay. I roll for perception. Do it. I got a 12. Okay, 12 is good enough using the light from uh, the the building, the outside lights. You see that they are wearing the revolt jackets, or at least a couple of them are. Okay. Yes, this is the place, Dante. Alright, cool. Uh, let's get on with it. And he opens the door to his rickety... Uh, old mobile and walks up very nervously to the rest of the guys just breathe Dante oh, I'm breathing okay good <sighs> oh boy okay hey fellas yo the firebenders all look to the two of you and they all look to you both and they're like, what you want here? Well, we, um, we're told to come here. Yeah, there's a meeting, remember? A meeting? Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't know who the hell the two of you are. I can tell you this, you don't belong over here, so get on out. And as he's saying that, the door opens, and the guy that you were hanging out with at the bar in the hideout comes rushing out and goes no 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 they're cool they're cool they're cool man 
Hey. And he looks to he looks to you, uh, Jaeger, and reaches out for a Predator handshake. He's like, "Hey, it's good to see you here, man." Yo, yo, yo! What's up, Flaming? Hey. Oh. He gives you the the Predator handshake and then just like stares at Dante for a second. He's like, "But yeah, uh, Brigard was pretty cool. He was gonna close down for the night so that it's just us guys in there, uh, so we can get everything straightened out." Oh yeah. But listen, man, a lot of stuff went down last night. It's not it's not any good. Like, have you heard anything on the news? You seen anything? Uh, no. I've just been breathing. Yeah, that's good. It's good that you're breathing. Uh, yes. so... Yes. Breathing is essential to, uh, living. Okay, but listen. One of our guys got taken last night. Who got taken? Heary. And you don't know, you don't recognize that name at all, but he just goes, he was one of our big, he was one of our best boys. He went out on a mission with a couple of earthbenders, some about some uh, anti-bender group that was meeting up down in the docks. They come back, all them earthbenders come back, well guess who is gone? And guess who was the only one that wasn't an earthbender? Who? A Heary. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I almost swore. I mean... <laughs> and he just looks at you and is like, Yeah, listen, the tension is high in there right now. I just wanted to let you know why. The... The Earthbender chick that's supposed to be running that, our whole Bender group, the Revolt group, worthless. She doesn't care about us firebenders. She let one of us go missing without a care in the world. I I wouldn't leave. And you hear some of the firebenders that are outside are like, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I believe it's uh, the earthbenders meant for this to happen. Like, they only send one of the firebenders with them and let them go missing. Like, like it's no problem whatsoever. Less problems that they have to deal with. I bet that's how they thought about it. Okay, so let's uh. Let's go inside and talk about this then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and he smiles big. Uh, you hear a small ding of a triangle on the inside. It seems like everything's set up uh, because the guy in front of you is like, all right, time to head on in. Let's go, boys. And all of them head inside. Dante looks at you and is like, yeah, uh... When everyone else is gone, he's just talking to you, so only you can hear him. Yeah, uh, there was an attack last night that happened at the docks. There was evidence of lava bender activity and such. I felt like it had something to do with the bender revolt group, but there wasn't much evidence beyond just some onlookers that gave us a call. So, at this point, anybody could be a suspect then? It's not necessarily just the Earthbenders. It could be anybody. Right, because we weren't able to glean any information. There wasn't anything at the warehouse besides evidence of lava bender activity. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he heads inside carefully, uh, as do you. You head inside. The vibe in here is very much different, where when you were here in the daytime, uh, you know, there were kids at the spot playing Galaga and whatever else we said, uh, Space Invaders. Now there's a bunch of guys playing Pai Show, having drinks, ordering food. Uh, Brigard is making 
making drinks for everybody, passing out the good stuff, uh, shouting out orders into the back of the kitchen area where someone is cooking up meals and stuff for everybody. So it legit feels like a real bar this time around. Oh, yeah. And the guy that uh, you became best friends with at the Revolt Group hideout waves his hand. He's sitting at one of the tables close to uh, the bar. And he's sitting with, it looks like, three other firebenders. Mm. Yo, Brigard. Hey, what's up, man? Oh! Dude, it's been a while since I've seen you. Uh, I know, it's been like a day. Yeah, it's been so like long. a day and a half, maybe? I don't know, man. You lose track of time working here. What's up? I know. It feels yeah. like it's been... It's. I feel like it's been three weeks. Three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that. It's kind of weird, doesn't it? Like, it was yeah. only a day, but... Huh. It's a... Uh, huh. I almost forget our whole encounter. I know. I don't know why I called it encounter. You don't... Anyway... It looks like they uh, brought you into the. <laughs> it looks like they brought you into the group, man. Congratulations. Yeah, they made me do awful things. Yeah, that's what they do, man. But you know, they're all good people. Yeah. How long did you twerk for? I'm sorry. What? Not no nothing. Uh, what are you, what, what's the special? Oh man, Let's special is. Out, right. uh, we got some flamio uh, chicken dog wings. Whoa. Yeah, they're just super, 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 super spicy chicken dog wings. That sounds delicious. Yeah, you want skin or no skin? Uh, skin. Alright. And he shouts in the back, Hey, Jim! Get us, uh, how many do you want? Um, I look over at Dante, do you want anything? Uh, no, I'm sorry. My, my palate's not suited for spicy foods. I'm good. You're weird. <laughs> uh, just one. Alright. So that's ten wings. You good with that? Yeah. Alright, give me one special. Make it as hot as you can. Yeah. Alright, it'll be coming out in a second. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Alright. So, while the food's getting ready, Agers will look around. See if he can, like, spot, like, somebody who he would expect to be a top honcho. Okay, roll me a perception check. I roll perception. You do. I got another 12. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you do see a general mix of uh, what looks like guys that seem just... Uh, that just seem like they have the characteristic, uh, the more charismatic um, characteristic to them. Some of them seem to be leader-esque. Others are just... They probably just are more loud because of the drinks uh you can't quite make out anybody that seems specifically like a leader however you do uh feel like there would be at least three of them in question that could be one includes uh the guy that met you outside and oh, yeah. i want you to roll me one more perception okay i'll roll it again natural 20 that is Really good, but probably for the wrong reasons. Oh no. Wait, I take it back. So, oh do you? <laughs> no, I, I don't. So, Jaeger, you're scanning the crowd looking for, like, a leader. You eventually do just kind of default to the guy that you already know. But in your scanning, obviously, they sell food and drinks here. And Brigard can't go and pass around every little thing to every little person that's asking for something. 
There seem to be waiters and waitresses. That seems pretty common. You swear you see her. What? In a, a waitress gear, the same similar um, smile that you recognize, the scars on her arms that you remember from the hotel. Uh, she doesn't seem to have seen you at all. She's on the other end of the bar. Uh, looks like handing out food to another one of the tables. Whoa. I, I nudged Dante, and I pointed at her. I'm like, do you see her? Uh, who, the waitress? Yeah. I... Uh, yeah? Like, she's there. Like, you see her physically there? I wouldn't have said she was a waitress if I didn't. Is she breathing? She looks like she is. Jaeger beelines. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, so Dante's like, Jaeger, uh, wait, we gotta talk to these guys. One second. Uh, okay. You head over to the woman. She just finished taking care of the, uh, table that she was at. You stand between her and, uh, the back to get, you know, grab some more food, uh, the window line. And she just goes, oh, uh, yes, how can I help you? I am a frozen. Uh, are you... Do you need anything? Freya? Who? For Freya. <laughs> uh, can I uh, scan for the brand? Rome? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, are you kidding me? A 12 again? I would send you to dice jail, but you're my only one. <laughs> you can't find it. You can't tell if it's because of the lighting in this room or she's just hiding. Um, I sh I show her mine, the the brand. Don't 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 you take this out of context, listener. <laughs> um. Okay, that's that looks like it hurt. It. Oh my god! Hang on. Player, player to DM here. Let's talk. Uh -huh. Yeah. Did you just give her amnesia? <laughs> I'm smiling. Amnesia. I'm you smiling. You gave her amnesia. I mean, it might not even be her. You don't know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I, and I say, well, how did you get your scars? Uh, that is a very rude question to ask somebody. Uh, excuse me, and she tries to nudge around you. What a strange encounter. Why am I saying encounter? <laughs> <laughs> you well, hear like, from a... I... Go ahead. My point is, is that, like, we have, like, the same one. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's, what I, that's what I try to put, like... Like, wow. How dare you, frog? How dare you? People are gonna die tonight. I'm gonna go back to Dante. <laughs> Dante is awkwardly standing at the table of the guy that came to you uh, outside last night for or tonight for the sake of it. I think I gave him a name before, but let's just say that was a different guy. This is a new guy. That is the same guy. Uh, his name is since we're gonna go in line with how Kevin got his name. His name is gonna be Evan. <laughs> Evan. 
Ever. And he goes, took you long enough, man. You're trying to get some flirty time going with that waitress over there. Oh no, I just God. thought I knew her. I mean, we all want to know her. Is that right? Ah, and he starts nudging some of the firebenders sitting next to him. Peter does like a sarcastic <laughs> ha. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, you go to sit <laughs> down. So there's no more seats left available here. And Dante still kind of just stands there awkwardly. So the guy leans into the table and starts going, okay, now listen. Uh, and he looks up at Dante with this look of like, do you mind sort of thing. And Dante just looks at you and is like, oh, um, yeah. Uh, and just like walks away awkwardly. Man, I that kid always trying to be in the middle of stuff. Alright, so listen. The plan has changed, okay? I'm telling you guys, we got more guys telling the rest of the guys. But, you know, we're kind of dividing this up, making it a little easier in case there's anyone trying to listen in, you know what I mean? And he eyes Dante and goes, Okay, so we're not... We're not going to blow up the, the factory anymore. That's done deal. We're not doing that anymore. There's no reason for it. you know. <laughs> but instead, we're going to screw the plans of the revolt group, of whatever the lady has. You know, she was telling us about the president thing. It's old news. President's got yeah. no power. President's just a puppet used by the council. Where you can really stick it hard is getting those councilmen. So we're proposing this. And the other firebenders are leaned in intently. We're gonna get those councilmen. Gonna kidnap them. Tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Everyone has this misconception that they own the city. Wrong. This is our city. We've always owned this city. It's about time we remind him. So what what are we gonna do once we kidnap them? What's the plan after that? I guess the answer to that just depends on how they react to it. And he just gives you a smile and looks to the other benders. Hmm. Listen, man. If they want us to be a little aggressive with them to get our point across, I don't mind that. I don't mind doing that at all. I'm getting tired of not being heard, and I'm getting tired of working with a lady that won't even give us the courtesy to tell her her name, won't even give us the uh, the courtesy to keep us safe. We got a man lost now. God knows who who has him. God knows how he's going to be when he, when he gets back. If he does. I'm tired of just sitting here and waiting for some lady to tell us, go do this, go do that. When you I... got your... Yeah. Sorry. What's up, sorry. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, friend. Brother. No, you're brother. Good. You're good, man. You're good. So I'm not gonna completely throw away that idea. All right. All right. Okay. But I've I've done this sort of line of work before. When you say right. that, a couple of a uh, couple of the guys nod. Uh, some of these guys were very intently listening to your speech last time they saw you. Yes. So I've done this thing before. And what I've learned is the best way to get somebody on your side 
is for them to think of you as a friend. Really? You know? So what I propose is we sabotage the Bender's Revolt to kidnap the president. And then they'll take favor on us. And then we can work our way through that system. So, like, go around the Earthbenders. Make them out to be the bad guys. Exactly. But that just means we're protecting the president. Yeah, the people who can speak for us. We'll have the we'll have yet another the puppet will yet have another string puller. Hmm. Roll me a persuasion check with advantage. Ooh, I get advantage? You do? Oh Let's see. Oof. I Well, I got a nat twenty. Plus six <sighs> if it affects anything. Uh, well, it does, sir, so please continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he he thinks about it for a second, rubs his chin, and he goes, you know, I think you might be onto something there. You know, we already got one of our guys missing. We don't want to cause any more stress amongst us. Make them the bad guys. You know, we're not going to have the police after us in a situation like that. Exactly. Right. Right. And one of the other guys at the table, uh, he speaks up and he goes, uh, but bending is still outlawed. If we try to do something like that against the earthbenders, you know, I don't trust this council as far as I can throw them. The last thing I want is for them to you know, throw us in into the cell because we're protecting their butts. You're right. So how about this? We'll go in there, right? You guys won't bend, but I'll, I'll be the only one bending. I'll set the example. Wait, that was kind of put out wrong. Hang on. Let me gather my thoughts. That came out wrong. Uh, that, that is a good point. Let's see. Nobody wants to get arrested. I'll... Well, what do you guys... What, what are they going to do exactly? Like, what do you guys have any idea how they're going to kidnap the president? Like, what is their plot, if you will? The last thing that they told us was that they were going to go and kidnap the president tomorrow during his speech. The lady mm -hmm. sent out a couple messenger hawks to some of the guys in here, myself included, that, you know, they switched bases and they got a new base that was where the rest of the plan was going to go. We do have a couple of guys in there right now trying to gather anything else that might be changing in there. But currently, we're just going off of what we've got. Hmm. Well, then, the way I see it, then we have two options, then. We can either hit them before they kidnap, or we can try to spot them out at the speech. The door to the bar opens, and a few men step inside. Uh, walk immediately up to Evan, and then start whispering in his ear some more information, and then start going around to the rest of the big guys. Uh... And Evan's eyes just light up, and he goes, well, I'll be damned, they were thinking the same thing about the not-bending thing. All right, so those were the guys that were snooping for us, okay? Listen to this. They changed the plan around a little bit. This is kind of crazy. Apparently, they're going to wear masks of Amon and pretend to be non-benders attacking the president. They're oh, yeah. redirecting the attention to the non-benders in the city. Goddamn bastards. Aw, oh, 
So they're doing what we're doing, but to... Oh... They're doing what we're doing, but to non-vendors. And our plan was to do what they're doing, but to them. Right. That's crazy. So how, so how can we use that? That's the thing. I don't know. Look, my focus... I like your plan. I like your plan a lot. But I don't care about that president. He holds no power. He's You're just right. a spokesman. I want to focus on those councilmen. And get them out of office. I want to do it tonight. Oh, jeez, Rick. You know, Isn't DM, hmm? you've broken my heart and you're about to break my spirits here. <laughs> I'm doing my job then. Okay. Listen, they are going to have police there tomorrow for the speech. Just That's just a given. That usually happens, right? We get yes. those councilmen tonight. Lock them up. Do whatever we need to do to kind of wipe them out. We take their spots. Just uh, assume the throne, so to speak. That way we be the ones making the laws. I like the idea about wearing those masks to take them in case anyone ever sees us. So we should start making up some masks. Cover our faces, cover our tracks. And the idea of not using any bending like what they got... I think that's smart, too. Hmm. So what say you? And he looks to the everybody at the table. Uh, two of the firebenders nod. The one that's sitting next to you that brought up the point of not bending. Uh, he looks at you and then looks at Evan. And he says, I don't see anything wrong with that plan. Take them now while they don't see anything coming. I get it. So what's the security going to be like there? Now, each one of them has a different position in the council, so everything's a little different. I know there's one that's that works with the military, one that works with finance. Then we got one that's supposed to take care of our sector here, our hometown. That doesn't happen. We got one that works in the, the factory side. We were going to blow up one of their... Uh, we're, we were going to blow up one of their factories for us losing our jobs from this bending stuff, but this is a much easier way to get to the heart of the problem. <laughs> and then we got one other. Uh, what do they do? I don't know. He's been on the he's been on the council for too short a time to even know what he's going to do. But the security is going to be a little different at each one. I think the hardest one is going to be the one that with the military, because she's probably going to be at the base. Hmm. So they're all in different locations, they're not at a meeting? Right, but there's enough of us here that we can knock them all out at once. See what I mean? So they can't give out any information to the others. That's gonna be... You're talking very high coordination here. That's what we're all doing in here. Okay, then. Yeah, you in? Sure. Let's do it. You wanna do it tonight? That's when everybody else is doing it, right? That's right. I was just seeing if you were in it, brother. I. So who am I going to go after? Who am I with? That's a good question. And as he's asking that, uh, you get your plate of Flamio hot wings, uh, which are given to you by the woman that looks just like her. Oh. 
She tries to av like avoid any gaze of yours as she just puts them down and just walks off. Uh, one of the men at the table is like, "No, excuse me, lady. Hold on. Like, I got an empty drink here. Aren't you gonna pick it up for me?" Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and she reaches over, grabs the drink, uh, and begins to walk away again. All right, let's get some. Let me go talk to the other guys. We'll we'll figure this out. You guys wait right here, okay? Um, Jaeger is going to. Um. Jaeger is going to go talk to Grimball? Griswold? I forgot his name. <laughs> oh, Brigard? Yeah, Brigard. Okay. The B, yes. You head over to Brigard. He's got a lot of people at his bar, but he still makes time uh, for you, though your time with him will be short until someone else draws his attention. But he's like, hey, man, what's up? Hey, uh, when did you hire on that waitress? What's her uh, name? Her? Uh, she goes by Fee. Fee? Yeah, she's uh, she's been working here for I want to say like two years, maybe. Does she ever talk about where she came from, where she got the scars from? Are you trying to get some information and put the moves on her or something, man? No, I think I know her, but she doesn't remember me. Oh, uh, hmm. You could say that we're practically family. Uh, if she's who you think. Okay, I gotcha. Um, well, in that case, yeah, she really doesn't say much. Uh, she says she's not from here. She's not from the city, so. Uh, she doesn't really tell me anything, like, beyond that. But she does, uh, she does live right next to Shin, who's one of the, uh, Bender Revolt guys. He's one of those Shin. Earthbenders, though, so he's not here. Okay. Shin. Yeah. Alright, thank you. Yeah, man, not a problem. Dante comes up to you when you're heading back to that table, and he's like, okay, what what you got? They're going to kidnap Councilman. <laughs> there's a All lot of, of kidnapping in these groups. All yeah. of them? There's five of Every, them. Everybody just wants to kidnap everybody around here. Why? I, don't, I genuinely don't know. Dude, that's not a good idea. I, I try. That's what I told them. No, <laughs> that's... Well, okay. Here's why it's not a good idea, okay? Mm-hmm. You've yeah. got Saley, who runs the military. You've got Mike, who is housing the White Lotus. You've got... Well, Catherine really isn't a big deal. But you've got Quelo, <laughs> who is, as shocking as this may seem, the most powerful of the council. The... Oh, God. Uh, Dante, breathe. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay, uh, so <laughs> what... When are they doing this? The tonight. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Is there any way you can convince them to not do it tonight? Listen, I tried... I, I tried to convince them to do something else that would not only help them, but all the other vendors, and they said no. Because the whole thing is, is that they can't bend, and if they use the bending to protect the president, that they're going to get, they're afraid that they're going to get in trouble too. And I'm just, I am at a loss. Well, there's, I mean, they're still going to know who they are. Bending or not, like, you're kidnapping councilmen. They've got security. They've got, like, oh, cameras. 
at this time didn't exist. But or, oh, they're 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 they they have this genius idea, right? They're gonna wear masks. Do they even have the masks? I don't know. We'll find anything to try to convince them to not do it tonight. They can't do that. What about your guys at at the at Mike's house? They're... Listen, they try to go and get Saley, or God forbid, they actually do try to go for Quelo if they're stupid. Like, these men are gonna die. Okay, why why don't you come with me back to the table? They don't like me. <laughs> Didn't oh, you say that? I will make them like you. I might not be able to get rid of their kidnapping fetishes, but I can convince them to like you. Good luck. They're just calling me orf Orphan Boy, but okay, cool. Let's do it. Okay. Just breathe, Dante. I'll walk back over to the table. Alright, you walk back over. By this point, uh, Evan has finished talking to the rest of the, of the guys in the bar and is sitting at the table too. Sees you come up and sees Dante and he's like... What, what is he doing here? Listen, guys. You guys mm -hmm. are gonna not... You guys aren't gonna believe this, but my man here... Yeah. He is my informant. Uh, okay. This, this man knows more about the council members than you guys do. And I think it would benefit you all to hear what he has to say. Okay, well, hold up now. How How would he, Mr. Orphan Boy, know that? He's on the inside. He's been inside for us. Uh, Dante kind of like leans up to you and is like, what are you doing? Listen, this guy's got connections. All right. He knows where to go. He's been in here for he's been here forever. He's been wanting to get rid of the councilman long before you guys did. I mean, he's still a new guy. He's a fresh meat. Not as fresh as you, but. Roll me a persuasion check. Oh, no. Please dice. I got a... I got a 22. 22? Yes. Nice. That's really good. Alright, so he looks at you and looks at Dante and he goes... Alright, you know I'm willing to listen. Who your sources? We need all the information we can get. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So tell me. Tell me, kid. What you got for me? <laughs> um, and he looks at you nervously, Jaeger. And I he... smile. Huh? <laughs> I smile. Okay, so listen, guys. Um, he was telling me about this attack with the council. It's not a good move, okay? Like, you've got a couple... You've got the one that that works with the military, and the one that works alongside the police, and and yeah, I I know all this. Get to the point, kid. The point is, there's going to be security whether or not you do it now or later. And I I think it would be best to not get them when they're home, because let's be honest, do you guys even know that they're home right now, or where they live, or uh, anything? He was telling me that you want to wear masks? Do you even have those ready? And the guy stops and thinks and looks to the others and they all stare at Evan. He's like, well... We know where they live. Don't know if they're home, actually. 
So wasn't it important to find that out prior? Yeah, I guess you're right. And then uh, the other one that's been talking alongside uh, next to you, where you sit, he goes, Okay, so they're right. And you know what? If we wait, it'll give us time to get those masks. So we're trying to cover our identities. It's hard to do that if we had nothing to cover them with. The best time to strike would be during the president meeting. Because let's be honest, if the other group is there, we can use them as a distraction to get to the council. Exactly. They'll have all their resources will be spread too thin. Yeah. I guess that's right. Hmm. But if we... But also think of the contrary, too. If we go tonight, they're going to be on high alert tomorrow. Yeah, if we fail. Especially if we fail. I mean, do we have any idea if they're going to be at the... No, we know they're going to be at that at the Capitol tomorrow. They're always there when the president has a speech. And roll yes. me one more persuasion check. Okay. Uh, 25. God damn. Dang. <laughs> I'm dice. He looks at you, Jaeger, and he's like, you know what? It's a good idea bringing this kid over here. I wouldn't have thought about that stuff. He can be pretty insightful. You just gotta give my boy a chance. Now, Mr. Orphan Kid, where, who are your sources? I gotta know that, too. And he looks at you, and it just goes, um, I... Uh, work with, uh, one of the councilmen. Oh! You're that kid that Mike took in. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Everything checks out. Well, I guess that settles it then. We're gonna see you guys. Let's meet up here at 11. So we can get time to prep and head over to Capitol Street. Now, there's gonna be... A there's going to be a big festival tomorrow. It's called the Rock Out Cookout. It's a big old... This happens every year. The president likes to do a speech during festivals so that everyone's grouped together and he can have a, a talk with them outside of just talking to cameras. Uh, so that's going to be when it happens. We can use the cover of the event to try to get into the council. Uh, to get into the Capitol building. And one of the guys says, I'm sure I could, I can find a source that can get us uh, as many masks as we need. And he says, alright, we're going to make about 50, let's say 50, just in case. They're using masks of Amon, right? So yeah, let's make replicas of them too. What if we made them masks of Yang? With uh, the who? arrow. You know, Yang, the, the, the avatar guy, the big, the big statue. Oh, Aang? Yeah, let's get uh, airbender arrows. Put them on the mask. Uh, why? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Roll me another persuasion. <laughs> God damn it. That doesn't work. <laughs> uh, this, oh, I could do this one in my head. I think 19. Okay. Uh, sure, why not? Yeah, get some angst. Yeah. Aang uh, masks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I said Yang, huh? I confused the two names. I added a Y. Mm -hmm. That's my bad. See, I was only saying to do the Amon masks so that the police don't know who to attack, either the, the Earthbenders or us. But if you want to do an Aang mask, that's cool. Well, like, the, the more enemies that they perceive, the more confused they're going to be. And Dante says, and that'll make it to where we don't end up accidentally hurting each other. That's true. All right. I guess we got ourselves a plan. We're going to try not to bend. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys this. Like, I don't care if I myself go to jail. So, like, if anything happens and, uh, and you see all the other guys are starting to, like, nod approvingly. Uh, like, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool. Like, just trying to act tough. And he's like. You know, if I get stuck in a situation where I gotta start bending, you know, you're gonna see some fire spitting out of my hands. I can tell you that, yeah. Nigga, bro, some insight. You know these fools are mine. And so the the interior of this place kind of concludes with all of this information being spread around. Not trying to be too loud because you don't want any passerbys to be hearing anything, which is why they've grouped into these sections, as uh, mentioned before. Uh, throughout the night, you do kind of can't help but peek over to where Fee seems to be, uh, just doing her tasks at, you know, bringing food and drinks over. Uh, she ended up never bringing the other guy his drink, uh, not that he seemed to have even noticed. He was just giving her a hard time. Uh, but is there anything else you want to do here before we close out the night here? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh what's going to happen, but would I be able to roll for uh, insight on on uh, Evan's plan or something? Uh, sure. Uh, okay. That is a 12. God damn. <laughs> I mean, everything seems like it makes sense. This sounds like a more sound plan than just attacking tonight. You could see the argument in attacking tonight, but you know... Uh, like, you've got to get to your group and tell them what's going on. So that wouldn't have worked out very well for your agenda. Mm -hmm. uh, as for the plan itself, um, it sounds pretty okay. And with the fact that Dante is kind of on the inside, chances are good. He can... Uh, I'm sure they're already talking to him about it or have since then... Uh, that to get a map of the Capitol buildings, so that they know where the councilmen like to sit. Uh, one big thing that you do know could be an issue. Why Lotus is supposed to talk to council tomorrow during the speech? Oh yeah. Let's see. So me and Dante are still chilling at the at the bar right now. Uh, you can do whatever you want at this point. If you still want to be in this building, you can. Or if you want to, like, talk to him on your way back to Mike's. Like, whatever you want to do on this one. If you want to stay or not. So, I think I'm going to, uh, escort Dante to his car. Just to make sure he makes it out there safe so he can drive home. And then, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell Dante to tell, uh, the others what happened here. And then I'm going to go back inside and hopefully talk to Freya again. Okay. Uh, Dante just gives you a very stern look and says, Hey, you know, should I tell them that you're coming back? Or are you going to stay around this side of town tonight? I'm going to come back. 
Okay, well, be careful. You too. And remember. Breathe. I, <laughs> not just breathe. <laughs> but I hope you realize that I don't actually intend on going through with kidnapping anybody. I know. I know. The bigger the surprise we have on them, the better. I'm just worried with all the information that we've gathered tonight. The president and the council are going to be attacked on two different directions tomorrow. We have the military. We have more White Lotus coming in. It's going to be fine. Oh, we're getting more White Lotus. Hopefully. It's going to be fine. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just... Yeah. Nervous. <laughs> That's fine. When you get nervous, just do what I do. Breathe. Mind your own business and breathe. Okay. Well, I was gonna say I, I haven't. I'm I 0 for two, but I'm that's fine. Half. I want to know. I. Okay. Oh I'm, I'm leaving. Okay. Drive off into okay. the sunset, my child. Uh, the sun's already down, but yes, I get your point. Okay. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. All right. Could you step away from the car? I don't want to drive over your feet. No. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I back up. <laughs> he drives off. You head back inside, and which you already expect, uh, V is busy as as normal as you've seen throughout the night. She's intentionally averted any gaze that she can give you since that encounter. But why did we call it encounter? That the two of you had these encounters. Can he call it like? Because Jager called it a counter-prom. <laughs> but yeah, that's what she is doing. Okay. Um. So I guess I'm going to intentionally uh, finish my wings and then order another one in the hopes that she will drop it off. Okay. And, uh, I mean, Brigard likes you, so he... Especially because you were saying that you guys are like family, he's going to have her do it. Uh, are you going to be sitting with these other guys? No. I'm going to try to be isolated. Okay. So, um, you find a table out in this bar. Uh, one guy just got up, and before his grave even had time to cool, you sat in the seat, uh, waiting for your wings. Eventually, they do show up, and it's her that comes up, and she tries to just, like, avert looking at you, puts down the plate, and goes, Okay, enjoy your meal. Hang on. Mm. I'm sorry. She looks at you. Jaeger starts getting watery-eyed, and he says, I'm sorry. Listen. I... Don't... I... Think... I... It's, it's okay. I thought you were someone else. She must have meant a lot to you. She sure did. Well, but thank you. And I hope you're happy. <laughs> I mean, then Jaeger leaves. What about your. We cut Jager over. Grabs... <laughs> no, oh, you, 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 do, you do pick him up? Nah, it's fine. Okay. Hey, y'all, Frog here. Uh, I just wanted to bring a point in saying that at this point, uh, we split from Jaeger to talk to Kevin and. Yang about what they wanted to do. Unfortunately, for some reason, the audio just didn't have Yang 
at all, which is very interesting. Uh, so we just don't have his his audio, unfortunately. Uh, meaning you can't hear this final bit, although there are some hints and clues given to where they go from some of the other content that is put in. So what I'll do is give a few bonus scenes to see what's going on with some other members of the cast before we carry on to the big day tomorrow. Uh, you'll be hearing a very familiar f uh, voice here soon that is sure to spark a smile or two. We begin at the Air Temple Island. We see the general is having his after mid-morning <laughs> afternoon cup of tea, whatever time it is. It's his fourth nap of the day. Uh, I'm sorry, meditation. Meditation, yes. Meditation of the day. Uh, and just looking at the, the scene. You've got your island here with a bunch of your uh, air defense comrades, uh, moving to and fro from one place to another, doing their tasks and keeping everything in preparations. Uh, you think to yourself, as you have been doing for the last couple of days, on when would be a good time to speak with Val. You know he's never busy, but you are quite the busy man. <laughs> Meditations won't bake themselves. <laughs> exactly. You, you have to bend to the whim of the meditation. Mm -hmm. It's very important. At least four times a day. <laughs> At least four. Uh, and a lunar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, you get a knock on your door to your office. I'm sure you're not in your bedroom at this point, or at least you're, you know, dressed for work and stuff. You get a knock at your office, and just out of curiosity, have you considered what Milo's office would look like at all? Or would you want me to describe it? Um, I haven't thought about it too much. Um, but I, I kind of picture a little bit of like organized chaos just off the top of mm -hmm. my head. Like, I, I feel like he's the sort of person who proudly displays uh, trophies or like awards or badges and stuff that he's earned on the walls um, and maybe keeps those clean and tidy. But like his desk is just a cluster of paperwork and knickknacks. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I could see. Uh, I could see Milo having one of those trophy cases of like a very delicately made sword, uh, maybe made out of meteor. Uh, maybe it's a meteor sword sitting in one of his cases. Uh, you would also probably have trophies. Uh, some makeshift first place winner of <laughs> races uh, given to you by Val. <laughs> And, Absolutely. And, you, <laughs> and maybe even a plant sitting over by the window. <laughs> yes, just one plant. Just one plant that other people water because, uh, well, I mean, you're the general. You tell them to, and also you probably would forget. Right. He tried to take care <laughs> of a plant once before, and it didn't quite work out. So yeah. he has someone he else. He worked once. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you get a knock on your door, and you hear uh, behind it is... Uh, General Milo, are you are you done with your meditations? I suppose I am now. You may enter. All right. The door opens, and you see the familiar, uh, friendly face of Bandon, one of your uh, uh, commanders. I guess you can call him. I don't really know what rank he is. It's whatever you feel like. <laughs> we'll go with commander. That's, we'll that's go with fine. the commander. He comes in, gives you a very stern salute, and goes, "General Milo, uh, I just wanted to come in and." let you know that uh, Taro 
came by today. Uh, she was asking about you and uh, just wanted to let you know, sir. Hmm. And you didn't try to wake me from my... You didn't try to contact me during my meditations. Uh, well, no, sir. What? That's good. That's that's why you're my favorite. Oh, Thank you. I thought I did something wrong. I was about to apologize. <laughs> he, uh, he'll stand up at this point. I pictured he was sitting. And um, he'll say, uh, did she leave a message or just turn around and leave? No, she, she came to speak with uh, the spirit. Ah, I see. Well, uh, he does kind of like a, a big stretch. <laughs> Ooh, big stretch. <laughs> big boy stretch. Yeah, and he'll say, um, well, I trust that you showed her the proper courtesy as a guest, and I think that it's time for me to take a little bit of a walk. Thank you for the information. Please make sure that Linner will be ready soon. Yes, sir. Would you like uh, peanut butter and jelly sliders tonight? Do you even need to ask? The answer is yes. Out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you this blank look, like, like he can't find words to say, and just salutes and walks out. Uh, that boy's gonna go places. <laughs> <laughs> to the kitchen, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, Milo would just kind of like. And grab the things he carries on his person. Make sure that his like outfit is isn't a complete disgrace. Um, real quick, he doesn't put a lot of effort into it, but he does like straighten it out just a little bit. And then mm -hmm. he's going to uh, go for a stroll to um, meander around just a little bit, but ultimately to visit his little spirit buddy Val. Okay. Uh, yeah, you you see just the the cogs of this of this clockwork engine that you have that is the air defense seems to be running smooth everybody is in their proper locations or heading to them uh there hasn't been any news of any uh need for the air defense so you know people are just maintaining preparations uh, you go through the engine rooms any types of uh mechanics that need to fix a few things or just keep things up to date you see they're doing that well you even check some of the paperwork to make sure and point out to a couple of them. Hey, you know, the, the oil needs to be changed in here, or at least checked. Uh, make sure you've got you take care of uh, the bison as well, because he needs his his food. Uh, so the air defense itself is in good order, The the warehouses and stuff like that. Air Temple Island is much in the same. It is a little bit lonely in Air Temple Island, though. The entire environment in here versus where you guys keep uh, the planes and such uh, for those non-benders that still want to be a part of air defense. Uh, and here is different. It's quieter. Uh, you almost, almost can't even hear the bustling of outside workers getting things done. Uh, and you can't help but flashback to little memories of when the rest of the family lived here uh, even your father tenzin was alive in here uh, you look at the same table that you met the other uh you that you had linner with team 2b and flashback to seeing your family and you meeting cora uh, at this table and you know little things like that yeah um and i, I think doing that um is a nice um like step away from his role as like uh 
general in charge of the Air Force and that sort of life, just kind of like quietly revisiting, you know, his past and uh, his family, or at least his memories of his family. And um, I think he spends a little bit longer, he, li he lingers a little bit longer here doing this, um, engaging in nostalgia trips than he intended. Mm -hmm. And it's completely understandable. Uh, you can't help but recall it's been a while since you've spoken with family. Uh, the first family member that you've seen in years, maybe, has been Yang. And I mean, that wasn't the most perfect of first uh, reintroductions. <laughs> right, right. So I, I think um, at the tail end of this, one of the things that he's thinking is that, um, you know, he kind of hopes he gets to run across Yang or meet up with Yang again sometime in the not-too-distant future. And maybe the next time they see each other, it'll be a little bit better than the first time. Mm -hmm. While in this, uh, in this room, just gleaning over memories, you hear a few of the men coming down the stairs that is the attic of Val, and they just have these buckets of murky water they seem to finally be changing his water tub uh today they are both wearing like masks to try to uh, mask the smell that they had up there <laughs> and what they're carrying and they give you a bow they can't give salutes which they hope you understand because they are carrying buckets yes. with both hands <laughs> but they do give you a nod as they pass by yes he uh returns the nod commends them on the good work Says that even dirty jobs need to be done. <laughs> you hear one of them's like, "Man, we should we should stop doing the shortest straw thing because we've been doing this the last like three times." <laughs> well, practice makes perfect. <laughs> as, he, as he starts walking up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You're right, sir. But you you head on up the stairs. Uh, do you feel like airbending your way up? Or just kind of letting yourself... I think he's going to just uh, stroll today. Okay. Um, though, what I think I'd like to do is uh, maybe even slightly before he actually decides to go upstairs to see his friend, um, if memory serves, Val has an appetite for local flies. Is that right? Spider flies, yeah. Spider flies. There we go. So um, if possible, uh, I think Milo would like to like try to find and or catch maybe one or two if he stumbles upon them to uh, bring up as a snack. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can even see Milo just keeping like maybe a small terrarium of them <laughs> perhaps and keeps it hidden from Val so that he doesn't just keep yeah, stealing all of them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you grab like five uh, fresh ones for him. Uh, put them in a little jar and start making your way up the stairs. The closer you get to the door, the more you can smell the water. And it, with them changing it, it's just making it move so much more. So the smell is just escaping the layer of moss that could have been growing on the top. I'm making him sound like he's a terrible, like, disgusting creature, but he really isn't, I promise. <laughs> he just doesn't get tended to that often. <laughs> no, he really doesn't. And a part of it, like, he's kind of fine with it, honestly. But, uh, yeah, uh, you you come up the stairs, you see the doors open a crack because they're moving in and out, getting the water. Uh, and you see in the crack, he's just kind of resting in his hammock, 
uh, looking at the spirit portal with surprisingly an intense look on his face. <clears throat> I think uh, Milo, as he walks in, he'll just kind of like knock on a wall to announce his presence, but also at the same time, just kind of say out loud, you know, we should probably consider getting you maybe a live-in maid at some point. Oh, Milo, hi. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. I don't know if it's in the budget. And he just gives you a smile. <laughs> I'll have our accountants try to see what we have, what we're working with. Yeah, get that, get that one kid to do it. What's his name? Bandon? Like, he's my favorite out of all of them here. He is one of the best. Absolutely. Makes a mean peanut butter and jelly slider. Really? I'm not going to try that. And he'll pull out the jar and kind of just like, uh, airbend it over to him nice and easy <laughs> kind of like right. to throw it but make sure it doesn't just like crash against the wall or something yeah <laughs> and he catches it pretty easily you bring it over to him pretty well and he's like oh yeah i was almost out which he was not you look in the giant bowl next to him and he's still got plenty in there but he opens the jar and just digs his hand in and grabs them uh and just starts chewing on them for a moment before swallowing and saying so what brings you up here bud it's been a minute since I've seen you. Yes, I've, uh, you know, meditations and whatnot. Yeah, yeah busy, busy. Okay. But uh, I've been meaning to stop by to talk to you for a little bit, and I understand that uh, one of Yang's friends, Taro, recently stopped by. Yeah, yeah. Um, our tethering did a number on her spirit. Milo nods. Yes, I... Recall the reaction she had. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have helped her more, but I, I made a promise with the with the spirit that could help her that I can't break. So, you know, I could only give her hints as to what to do. But and you see, his face kind of drops into this concentration again, the same, the similar facial expression that he had when looking at the spirit portal before he snaps himself out of it. And goes, so wh what did you want to talk about? Milo will just kind of uh, shrug a little bit and take it, like drag out his favorite, I was going to say chair, but whatever he sits on in here. Maybe it's just like an old box or something with a cloth <laughs> over it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. He just like drags that out a little bit and sits down. Um, <clears throat> and he says, well, outside of just meditating a lot recently i've been thinking a bit uh, reuniting with yang has made me consider a lot you know i'm not as young and spry as i used to uh as i used to be and well there's still people out there elements of my youth in the world that i don't see as often as i should hmm you miss family. Yeah. I do. And it's been some time since I've felt like this. It was always... Working... Building up... You know, my legacy, the things that I have here, the, the... Air Defense Force, and... All of this, but... Working to build that up and establish it, that's... That's been done, I'm here, and... I've had more time to think. And to consider some of the things that I've maybe missed. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, once you finish your bucket list, what else are you supposed to do? 
Uh, but yeah, I remember you coming up to me and asking me to find uh, Janora. I never really got around to it. I, honestly, with what everything that happened the night they showed up, I kind of just forgot. It's understandable. There's been a lot going on since their arrival in the city, from what I hear and have seen. Yeah, they... yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been uh, kind of digging through their memories, and this is something that you know he can do. Uh, people that he can tether to, depending on how, how uh, strong their will is for it, hence the wisdom save, mm -hmm. uh, he can pull memories out almost at will whenever he wants from the people he tethers to uh taro especially was hit hard so he can pretty much you you would know just through your experience with val he can pretty much pick up any moment of her life uh just if he just concentrates on her spirit he can just read through it like it's a book other people <laughs> like yang who did very well on his check. I think he got a nat 20. Um, he can't really pull a lot from. But he still knows their locations. Anyone mm -hmm. he tethers to, he has their locations. It's just the spirit or the, the memory thing is like a, a side effect to his powers. Right, I see. Um, I, I think uh, as a follow-up, Milo's going to say, keeping that in mind, he's going to say... Um, just following up with his response of like the city and all the stuff going on since like Yang and company's arrival. Uh, Milo's going to say, it can't possibly be like this all the time for that group, can it? <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, they've only known each other for like three days before they got here. Uh, but yes, from what I saw, it's it's been like this from day one for them. That's... Quite a way to start a friendship and a team. Then, mm -hmm. but uh, Val, give me your honest opinion uh, based on your experiences with these people. Do you do you think they're good company for Yang? Um, I think the only thing that holds this group back from any other one of them, not specifically Yang, but just any one to the other, is just understanding. It seems like because they were thrown together so fast, they don't, they haven't had the time to understand each other. So seeing what bits of their past that I have seen, they will be good company. Just they have to let themselves work to it. You know what I mean? Does yes, that make sense? It does. And it, that takes time. And from what you said, they haven't known each other for that long. Absolutely. Well, I hope it comes along well. But uh, focusing on my thoughts for today, Val, I, I think it's time for at least a little bit of insight into what my sisters are getting up to. Yeah. And you see, he, he does let out a sigh like that, an audible sigh as he says it, uh, and hands you back the jar, which is now empty. Uh, hands you the lid, too, because he forgot to do that. And <laughs> puts his hands together and concentrates a little bit uh you know because of how strong uh willed janora is and pretty much all of the airbenders that he's connected to he has a i don't want to say he has a hard time finding them but they've all done very well with their uh 
like their their wisdom saves you included so it takes him a little bit more concentration to find them versus others but he sits there for some time you see a concentration on his face you see the uh the antennae like things i was trying to describe it earlier uh when i first introduced this character and i had a hard time doing it but do you do you know lilo and stitch where stitch has an alien form and he has like those little appendages coming out of his back and his head and stuff yes mm -hmm. that's that's what i was trying to describe before gotcha so uh, val looks like a frog stitch is the best way to describe it <laughs> well that that that, is, that i understand that considering okay. that you're running this game so everything has to be a little <laughs> little froggy uh, yeah yeah i was very happy to bring in a frog character but anyway <laughs> he's concentrating uh hard and you see the lights at the ends of the antennae on his body uh glow as normal they blow that gluish or bluish uh glow that is common for spirits and they begin to kind of circle around the room almost as though they are radars trying to detect locations uh he does this considerably longer than you're used to to the point where you start to get a little worried and uh, he eventually does stop after what seems like minutes on end before he finally goes uh okay this is interesting uh, so Janora, I can't pin her. Milo crosses his arms. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have this happen all that often. Maybe one time ever. I can't pin her, but that doesn't mean I don't sense her presence. Uh, Milo, she feels like she's everywhere at once. I wasn't expecting that. Me either. He uh, leans back and starts like he like leans back and starts like um, brushing his hand over his chin. I think he had a goatee, if memory serves. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's just kind of like scratching that and thinking, and he just audibly he says out loud, "What do you think that could mean? She's not in danger, do you think?" No, if she was in danger, or at least if she was dead, not saying she is, but if she was, then I wouldn't feel her at all. So it's, it's strange to feel her everywhere and nowhere at once. I don't know what that means. And you see, he, he's thinking about this too. You both seem to be in this room of deep thought collectively mm -hmm. and she uh, and he goes uh let me let me try to find Iki. i know the two of them are like always together milo nods and he begins the same concentration ritual uh spending a few minutes less time than he did for janora before his antennae finally stick up and then the glow dissipates and he looks at you and goes okay so i can kind of see her but wherever she is, my my senses feel kind of muddy. So less of a pinpoint location and more just a general spot. Well, let's see if we can't figure out where roughly that general spot is, shall we? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Milo will ask for some uh, 
sweet deeds. Not in those words exactly. <laughs> uh, what can you? Sorry, <laughs> I can't stop myself sometimes. <clears throat> it's okay. So, what can you make out? Look, and he closes his eyes to kind of like try to envision what he saw in his head and speak as he's envision like painting a picture, uh, and goes. It was definitely in the United Provinces. Uh, south of where I've seen the team before. But not quite to the shores. It's... I don't want to say murky. It's muddy. Dense. But not dense like a mountain. Uh, do you have a map? I think Milo like checks his person real fast, and um, I don't. I don't think he'd carry a, like a world map with him, but he will say, "If you give me just a little bit, I'll run and grab one." Yeah, and, yeah. Well, here, let me come with you, and he like hops on your back. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's actually that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> onward, Steed. Every time, huh? <laughs> listen you win the races i ride on your back let's go yes yes and he'll uh <laughs> he'll head off he's not like sprinting or anything but he's not also he's not leisurely walking he's walking at a brisk pace because he he's very interested in figuring this out at this point yeah uh you get back to i'm assuming you're going to your office yes uh and he just starts rummaging as soon as you open the door he plops down and rummages through your maps uh finding the stack of them you have on your desk and starts looking through them uh eventually it doesn't take him too long but he finally points on uh on the map and goes right here the swamp they're at the swamp or at least Iki is Milo's just gonna like take a pencil and circle the area like just in case he forgets, you never know. You know, he's getting up there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's, uh, uh, now, Frog, when you say the swamps, is this the, the swamps that I'm remembering from Korra, from like towards the end of Korra? Yep, Foggy okay. Swamp. Okay, cool. Um, which is also the same swamp that, uh, the, uh, the swamp benders were from in The Last Airbender. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. So there is only like one swamp. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, Milo's going to look at that and again, like scratch his chin and just say, uh, I wonder what's they're doing there currently. How far is the swamp from, um, I guess, the, the air base, air temple islands, uh, Republic City? Uh, with a bison? It would take a little over two days to fly from where you are now to there. Given the age of your bison, though, I would say it's probably closer to four days. Okay. And, okay. of course, that's, like, with periodical breaks and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I see. But, yeah. Um, I, I, will, I will say, I think maybe the reason I can't find Janora is because... The swamp is just a melting pot of spiritual energy. And she's pretty good with spirit stuff. She may be doing something there that's kind of screwing my search. But so you don't get the impression that either of them are in danger. 
No, their their ping would come off much stronger if they were in danger. Hmm. That's how I was able to find uh, the team, the the White Lotus, so much faster. He nods, and he just uh, thinks to himself for a moment before uh, saying, "Well, knowing my sisters, the responsible thing for me to do would be to let them finish their business if they're not in any trouble, and uh, see if I can't find them down the road." And he just like looks around his office a little bit. Uh, puts his like uh, folds his hand behind his back, like walks over to a window and then talks over his shoulder saying, but you know me, I'm not exactly the most responsible of sorts. <laughs> yeah, that might be why I like you. It's been a while since I took a brief leave from my position, a vacation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I'm. And he points to, uh, I know you're facing the other direction, so instead he'll circle an area on the map and he'll say, uh, I just circled a spot, that's where the White Lotus School is, that's apparently where I'm supposed to be after they leave. So, you know, I'm right there in case you ever needed help. It's incredibly convenient. Isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I do believe that I should start considering making some arrangements finding someone to fill in my duties here. They're very important. <sighs> but a bit of traveling will do well, and so will catching up with my sisters. Yeah, it would be nice to talk to the rest of the family. The thing I'm left questioning, though, yeah. is... Should I tell Yang? Oh, I can't answer that for you. Well, then... We'll let fate decide. I'll leave a note, and if he comes to check on me, he'll find it. And uh, as you're saying this, uh, are you still looking out the window? I think so, yeah. Very dramatic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while you're looking out the window, uh, having this conversation, uh, you hear another voice in this room uh, say, I think a note would be a fantastic idea. Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> is it a voice that's familiar to Milo? Uh, yeah, roll me a history check. Fucking dice. Wow, okay. Cool. Yeah, man. Hold up. We're getting into the nitty gritty now. Damn. Uh, let me see. I don't think he has any history. No. So. Cool, it's a 12. Oh. The voice you hear sounds a lot like who Yang's teacher is supposed to be. Oh, uh, go? Yeah. Ah, well, um, <laughs> I think Milo would just kind of uh, uh, smile a little bit just because he's familiar with the voice. It's not like an assassin appearing in his office to kill him <laughs> or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. He totally didn't think that immediately. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and he says um, he, he says out loud without turning to uh, face go or where he thinks go may be. Um, he just kind of says out loud. So you think so? A note would be well. Go. I do. Uh, you don't turn to face her, but she does bow still and say, It is always a pleasure in speaking with you, Milo. It's, it's, uh, it's been a little while. Remind me how long it's been. It was... The specifics escaped me as well, to be honest. But I remember the Avatar was still known at the time. Many, many years then. Yes. 
I see Valhalaru has graced us with his presence as well. Hal! <laughs> Milo, it is always a pleasure, but I unfortunately have to grace you with uh, unfortunate news. It's the worst kind of news. Yes, it's almost as bad as bad news. Almost. <laughs> that wouldn't be something Go would say, but I wanted to say it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, you feel a presence walking up to you, uh, but you don't hear footsteps. You look to the side and you see the reason why is because Go is speaking to you in astral form right now, which is something that even your sister knows how to do. Uh, airbenders that practice in the way of enlightenment can reach a level of astral project, uh, projection, which is what you're seeing with Go right now. So she's not physically here, but her spirit is. Awesome. And she, she walks up to the window uh, right next to you. She's got her hands in her sleeves and is just looking outside uh, the window next to you. And she goes, I have been traveling the world searching for a few answers that I had for myself and for the White Lotus. Unfortunately, what I've uncovered is uh, not the best. Something is wrong, Milo. Something is wrong with the world. A growing disease. I'm sure you've noticed there are less spirits in, the, in this city as there used to be. He slowly nods. And also he like tries not to stare at her super cool astral form. <laughs> she knows you're trying not to, but she doesn't draw any attention to it. Yeah, that's her. Otherwise, super like straight face. Like he's taking this super seriously. <laughs> I promise. Oh, yeah. And, but she continues and says, whatever is happening is still a mystery to me. But the spirits felt it most of them and she kind of like glances over to val most have returned back into the spirit world it affects spirits you see strangely enough it also seems to affect humans more specifically benders when you say it affects benders in what way imagine of pain that is not physical, a pain that is not mental. It is a type of pain that is necrotic in oneself. So very much like a disease then. She nods. I think that is the best word in our vocabulary that could describe this. Does what you're telling me now have anything to do with my sisters in the swamp? I believe they are trying to uncover the same things that I am, yes. However, we are not working together on this, not because I choose not to, but because we are trying to attack this at two different angles. He takes a deep breath, um, continues to peer out the window, and uh, he says, well, you know, as a general, I'm very capable at attacking things from multiple angles and directions. And as an airbender, you're very capable of thinking outside the box in order to do so. That is also true, and exactly what I was going to say next. There's also something else. In my 
search for answers, I traveled into the spirit world, which is actually where I am contacting you from right now. I've spoken with a spirit that knows the future, or at least can see parts of it. They tell me something is coming to your city very soon. And if things are not dealt with correctly, there could be grave harm to the city and those we all care about. Yes, less than pleasant news across the board then. I wish I could give you something better. Tell me, you have met with the White Lotus? He nods. Was Yang with them? Yes. He and I had a bit of a discussion. A little bit of catching up. Good. Good. I felt like he needed that. Seemed that way. Uh, little did I realize that maybe I needed it too. And she just looks at you and nods. As though she knew uh, that as well. But she continues by saying, Please do your best to keep an eye out. What is coming is vastly approaching. Maybe but a day at this point. Time in the spirit world is slightly different than, than our world. Okay. I mean, this is a lot to consider. <laughs> Especially since... We don't have an enemy identified. That is the unfortunate thing working with spirits. And she turns to face Val, um, talking to you, but looking at him by saying, spirits don't always give you direct answers, but some of them do have the best intentions. I don't suppose Rohan's been enlightened as to what's coming or even the threat. He has not. And if I am honest with you, the company he keeps around him, I fear, is not the best for me to approach him. However, if I am correct in my assumption, the White Lotus is doing their best to work on it in whatever way they can. Well, I'd hate to leave them to do all the work. And that is why I'm talking to you now. I suppose a meeting with my brother is in order, then. I suppose it is. And she turns to finally face you, and she gives you uh, an airbender bow. Yeah, uh, Milo turns at this point and actually does the same. You have grown strong in the years that I haven't seen you. Stronger than I've ever been. And I was quite strong in my youth. But you remember that. And he, like, jabs at her astral form and then realizes that, like, oh, that's not. <laughs> she just gives a soft smile, looks at Val, looks back at you and says, of course. Yes. I must go. The longer I am outside of my body in the spirit world, the more dangerous my body becomes. Uh, the more of a threat there is around me. I understand. And I also have important things to tend to. Uh, especially yes. now. Yes. Do be careful. And do your best to prep your team here. For whatever may come. The only true hint that I can give, because it is the only other one that I know, is once this event comes, it won't be a secret. 
you'll be able to tell. And she looks at Val and says, trust me, you'll be able to tell. Milo nods. And I think he also looks at Val. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as you turn to face or to look at Val out of the corner of your eye, you do see her astral projection fade. It's great when old friends decide to drop by with terrible news. Uh, well, at least we get to hang out another day or so. <laughs> Milo chuckles and uh, he like goes over to his desk and like moves some things around to clear off some writing space. And uh, he pulls out his chair and sits down and he says, I that's looking on the bright side. Yes, yes. But for now, I have a note to write, a meeting to set up. I have to whip the troops into even better shape. I might even have to cancel a meditation tomorrow. Oh, no, you can't do that. I know. So get, get Bandon to do the note and all that so you can get your meditation. But he's busy cooking Brenner or Linner. Brenner? Yes. Oh, now that's something new. We should try that. <laughs> I've been brainstorming the idea. Breakfast for dinner. Yes, I, I have a whole chart on one of the chalkboards in the other office. Oh, but but we're getting off. That. We're getting off topic, Val. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. We do this all the time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's usually never so many st- uh, things at stake, but now's the time to focus. And he just like he does that thing where he points to his eyes and then he points to Val's eyes. Like <laughs> we need to stay focused on this one. <laughs> And he nods affirmatively before getting distracted and going to the window. Yeah, that's, you know, Amilo doesn't say anything about it thereafter. (laughs) That's fine. That's just how we be. But uh, you do hear Val. uh, He says, you know, it's a little upsetting, honestly, if I can be truthful with you. uh, For me to have not detected this, uh, I may have been away from home for longer than I thought. It sounds to me a lot like just as I was getting homesick earlier today, you might be getting homesick a little as well. Oh yeah, it's almost like uh, I don't, I'm not connected to a piece of myself if I didn't even know this was happening. But I guess that is homesickness in a way. You feel like you lost a piece of yourself. You know, just kind of nuts. I don't think he um, is able to follow up on that one. 